Hello and welcome to Pig Ignorant Gamers number 34 after somewhat of a delay. I thought we were going to do one before Christmas, but uh, Dave inconsiderately had a baby, uh, which I thought your wife would do, but um, uh, it turns out Dave did it instead. Um, and I th- it was, we were just too busy, weren't we? It was just, you know, it's that Christmas season. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm Graham uh, Goring. I'm Mark Foster. And I'm Dave Williamson. Uh, you two obviously certain of your surnames, whereas I somewhat hesitant. <laughs> um yeah right so um how are things things good yeah yeah good yeah, yeah. Good. good okay i have quit quit my job i mean i handed him a notice That's that, that'll have been months ago by the time this I goes mean, out fair, by the time this comes out <laughs> i will have probably finished my game um <laughs> uh yeah no that's it i'm, I'm going indie uh, uh next month so that's exciting um, nervous yeah okay yeah terrified Really? But I thought everyone made millions. No, no, uh, not everyone. Harvest Moon, not Harvest Moon. Uh, Stardew Valley, <laughs> they did obviously. Hey, I mean, which we will probably discuss a bit because your jaw, your jaw dropped when you heard about that. That is quite a large number, though. Right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, so yeah, terrified. Frankly, it's um, it's a scary time. I've got, I've got, I've got to basically, you know, come up with a good enough game that. You know, people buy it, and also I've got to somehow sell the damn thing, which seems to be half the struggle. Discoverability, and because I don't have a name in the indie space at all, um, so yeah, scary, very scary. Still, I'm committed to it now, especially now I put it on this podcast. <laughs> um, this is where it becomes really official. Not yeah. the point where you're handed your notice, but when you when you because there's still loads of people at work who, who weren't who are like, I had a rumor you're leaving. It's like, yeah, no. It's it's kind of yeah. And are you? Do you think those people listen to this podcast? Uh, no. There might be a couple of people who hear and are surprised, but I think pretty much you know, like all the movers and shakers, they know. Um, so yeah, scary, scary, scary. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we should probably do the news. Start with that. Um, that was news. That was I don't know. That's just that's local just, news. Segment. Yeah, absolutely. That's just <laughs> that's just um, admin. Uh, <laughs> Effectively, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, so uh, as we mentioned, Stardew Valley that made a shit ton of money apparently last year because they released this. I mean, this is based off Steam Spy, which is pretty inaccurate, I think. Yeah, within well, a tolerance, I, if it's got forty million and the tolerance is five million or something, it's yeah, still yeah, you know. I, mean, basically I, made, I find it quite accurate actually. Steam really? Spy, really. So yeah. you've actually corroborated the figures with your own figures. Yeah, and people I've spoken to, I mean, they're not, you know. Infallible. Well, there's but, a lot of plus minus. Like it's yeah. quite often it's like almost twenty percent on some titles, the the plus or minus. Well, that, I mean that's still you know it's better than no information whatsoever. I mean according to the you know that um, that glitter mitten cove the new frog factions that sold like five thousand or so so far, which is you know not massive really. But then most games do sell you know very few. That's why I am shitting it in part. In, in modern day Steam, five thousand for for a one man band. It's pretty decent. Is it? I mean, how much money would you get from that, though? I mean, I mean, I assume Steam take like a 30% cut. That's pretty standard, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, if you've got a publisher, they're going to take, you know, a lot from that as well. I assume Frog Fractions 2 didn't have a publisher. Yeah, I assume so. So even then, assuming, like, I think they're charging, uh, I think it's like $15 or so. That's still, so take off 30%, so I call it 10 It's like 50000 It's not. 
for something that took that long. I mean, 50,000 in the States is really not much. Mm-hmm. Minus tax as well, but, you know. But that's, that's, how long has it been out for? I don't know, week or so, two weeks, is it? So $50,000 in two, in a week or two. And yeah. It'll continuously have a tail, and there'll be Steam sales and stuff as well, so. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. I just, yeah, but, but you see, there you are. So that's a game that's, but even then, that's a game that's kind of got quite a bit of cachet behind it and has got a shit ton of coverage on websites. And that's, that's still not like a massive amount. So that's why I, I worry that, you know. That's because Frog Fractions wasn't good. It was just like, oh, this is, that's cool. So when you hear like, oh, Frog Fractions 2, oh, yeah, so it does this, cool. I'd rather watch a video of it, to be honest, than play yeah. the game. I'm sure. I don't know if it's good or not. Yeah. Well, this is, these, we were talking about these, these, these icebergvanias, the idea that, you know, 90% of the game is hidden away. Um, icebergvania, is that a real thing? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. D- Dave said so. I've never heard that phrase before. <laughs> I like it though. Well, but, but it does make, it's kind of like a weird thing where the, the, the whole point of it is. Why, where's the vania come from there? I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's like, Metroid I didn't, I didn't think of the term. Dave, why have you made up this? <laughs> But the, but the point is, Ridiculous. just the secret is kind of the reason to buy it, almost seems, but also then <laughs> sort of spoils the whole point of it. Mm. It's finding that discovery yourself is kind of like, whoa. But if you told, buy this game because of whoa, it's like, well, you Well, that's me. kind of like The Witness, except The Witness had a good game as a base level. But right, then when exactly. you get when you get to the bit where it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah that has like... I think, I think we can probably discuss that now. It's been out for a billion years. Well, I don't know. Have we all played The Witness? I have. I haven't, but I don't care. Okay. You, how much have you played then? <laughs> oh, I know, I know. But it's the environmental puzzles. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you suddenly notice that, yeah, these lines and things are in the world and you can basically draw on a cloud or whatever, it is kind of a gobsmacking moment. It was so good. It's such a cool thing. I. That's probably the that's probably the best game I've ever played. I'd still say it's it's yeah, it's an amazing thing. And Jonathan Blow, he's he's a very clever chap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did you know that there was a sequel to Indie Game the movie? I didn't realise this until I found it on Netflix. It's not a sequel. It's just all the extra bonus footage put into one movie. Because I started watching it, I was like, I've seen all of this before. Yeah, came with the. Uh, like if you bought the the original thing online, it had all like this bonus kind of DVD footage with it as well. Oh right. And it's just all that put into one thing. Oh, because I thought it was set afterwards. I think some of it is, but it was all in there anyway. Oh. As oh. far as I'm aware, I don't think there's anything particularly new there. Oh, fair enough. But yeah. Well, if you haven't seen, hadn't seen it before, then it's obviously no. I hadn't because it had that footage of the the bit at the the con where Phil Fish said that Japanese games sucked, but he didn't really say that. But. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know, because okay, oh, fair enough. Likes to. Uh, that went off topic. Um, yeah. yeah, so yeah, that, that was about a game selling lots, wasn't it? Um, what else have I got on here in terms of news? And I'm planning to get this done in like a week, so it is some of it will actually be relevant. <laughs> I mean, not relevant because we don't do relevant. <laughs> Um, Nvidia streaming games, so they, cause they used to do it to their, their little crappy Android Shield thing. I mean, I love the original Shield. I think it's a great machine, but, um, they're going to be doing it for PC. So effectively you can, on a crap PC, play a really good PC playing games, but it's like $25 for 20 hours, which you thought was quite reasonable, but. Like a dollar an hour. To, I know, but the idea. To use a computer that's way, you're basically renting a computer that's very expensive. It that's... just seems like it should be a flat rate thing, like Netflix. Like, you know, like PSN, they don't charge by the hour, do they? Do they? Oh, they charge by the title, don't they, I think, instead? I don't yeah, know. you rent it for the weekend or. Right. Well, maybe they do then. It still seems like really kind of, I don't know, quite, quite expensive. But, mm. I, I don't know. 
I don't know, it just seems like kind of a kind of an odd thing to do. I feel like it's gonna go the way of on live and just disappear. Um Yeah, I can't ever really see game streaming massively taking off to be honest. No. But I mean I don't know about well, it. Well, it's failed, you know, already a couple of times, I think. There it's just because the PS now, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. is still going. Gaikai as well. That I mean that's got bought by Sony, obviously, but that, that didn't do anything, did it? Um Let's see. Oh, Screenish got their Twitter hacks, but who cares? Whatever. Yeah. Well, what happened? Well, basically, some people hacked it and started blocking loads of the people. So their followership went from 150,000 down to 50,000 in no time at all. Um, and they were just, you know, being dicks. It was obviously like a couple of, like, you know, young punks. Couple of well, kids. one of the first tweets I saw from was just like, lol, what is security or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> Um, or, well, they, and they introduce themselves as the new CEOs or something like that. Well, they, they, they put like a hashtag and then their hacking group name. They're yeah. definitely all 13. Yeah. But, um, but they got it all back. So non story. Hey, here's a non story as well that Dave likes. Um, it, apparently CNN used a screenshot of Fallout 4 to show Russian hacking. But you, uh, you you're really annoyed with this because it was just. Yeah, just... they weren't passing it off as the actual hacking attempt. It was yeah. it was a stock picture for the background whilst they talked about it. I think. Do you is know what this is? Story. I, I, right, but I think it's I think it's a story for the games industry just because the games industry is still, despite the fact that it makes way more than the film industry and stuff like that, still feels like the redheaded stepchild of the you know of the of the the entertainment. So when we get any kind of coverage on TV. It's like, oh, mummy and daddy noticed me. It's like, it's it's that kind of thing. And so... Yeah, it's, it's not like when uh, CNN did the, was it the the logo of the Ministry of Defence or something like that, and they used the Halo logo. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow. That's from, stupid. Yeah, from the Marines in Halo or whatever it is, their logo. I mean, that's a bit of a story because they didn't even know their own, like, yeah. Ministry of Defence's logo. Yeah, there's and there've been there's been footage shown of games that's been purported to be you know the genuine article as well, hasn't there? Oh yeah, the BBC did that. Didn't yeah. Oh, was it ITN? Let's say it's ITN because <laughs> they're idiots. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, uh, six days until the switch gets properly shown. I can't wait. I'm hoping to have this um, edited by you know the time. Well, just after that happens, I imagine because that's coming next Friday. That'll be they're gonna at four a.m. I'll be there. Will you? 4 a.m. No, no, I didn't think so. Uh, 4 p.m. would be sketchy for you as well, I imagine. <laughs> Having a bit of a lie. Depends what day it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I'll be awake at 4 a.m. Oh yeah, you can probably watch it. While... Covered in shit and sick. <laughs> That's right. Oh, the baby might be awake <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, classic. I mean, if you hadn't done that, I would have. Um, it was too obvious, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, you know, announcing the show in the games. I'm quite looking forward to the Switch. I, I can't wait to, to feel like a proper one in my hands, you know. But it's, I'm, it's I'm hoping it's a renaissance for local multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Because yeah. I feel local multiplayer has been bubbling under for a while. Dude, those little controllers look quite small. I mean, I know, but yeah. it's Nintendo. So. It is Nintendo. I, it's I, made I, for I, children with small hands. Uh, and buy, probably. Um <laughs> 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 what? And buy them, not in for China. Them. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I just thought you said and buy. I thought you were oh, talking you, about bisexual sexual. people, <laughs> <laughs> like children and bisexuals are allowed to use the switch. I'm not saying they can't. <laughs> if that's your view, then I don't know, your next game's going to tank. I feel with those uh. homophobic <laughs> attitudes, anti-children as well. Yeah. Um. Uh. Rhyme. 
uh, resurfaced after uh, a long while. And it's gone multi-platform. And um, what was it, it before? PS4. PS4 exclusive. PS4 exclusive, yeah. Right. And it look, you know, it looks like a, the art and stuff looks attractive. I've not really, I can't tell what the game is yet. Just some dude walking over an island. But there was one bit where you could control time. It looked like you were dying. But mostly, it seems to be stuff appearing and activating, like you're just flicking a bunch of switches. So mm. I don't know. Yeah, it looks nice. I don't know what the game will be. No, but you know, graphically quite attractive. Um, and that you know that that kind of big silver ball on on the legs sort of thing is quite yeah I catch it. it reminds Looks me cool. of um magic carpet actually because of the mana balls in that do you remember that that was a good game that oh, it yeah. just gives me like ico vibes anyway ico. yeah absolutely or last guardian without the guardian yes the last yeah um uh, um what else let's see oh uh, so stardew valley mentioned that made 40 million at least according to steam spy um oh um yeah, Frontier sued Atari over unpaid royalties for uh, Roller Coaster or something, which is like kind of sticking the knife in extra, seeing as they've utterly trounced them because Atari put out a shitty t- Roller Coaster game and then Frontier put out a good one. So, and, and now they're, you know, sticking vinegar into the wound as well by asking them for a bunch of money. I mean, totally deserved. Atari isn't Atari anyway. Atari's infograms. You know, it's um, it's it hasn't been, you know, Nolan Bushnell for quite some time. So, good. Take the money from them. Um, unless they want to publish my game when I make it, in which case, don't take money from them. I want money. Because <laughs> there's still a bit of cachet having the Atari logo, I think. It kind of, no? You think no. it's totally spoiled? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof, dear. For quite some time. Okay, no, fair enough then. I don't want them to publish my game when I make it then. I've decided. <laughs> I mean, they were totally going to do it as well. Um, oh yeah, and of course, well, mentioning Frontier, the, the aliens have turned up in Elite now, haven't they? Have you seen that? What? We know Elites. You know, in the original Elite, there were the Thargoids. Yeah. Uh, but, but. You mean the, I've missed this? Okay, there have been, there's been hints for quite a while that yes, there might be aliens yes. in the new Elite. Yes. And now someone has seen them. Right? Oh, there's, I missed the, that. Totally the, missed the, that. Oh, it's a really cool video. I've not played it for a while though. Oh, no, you should see the video where it shows up. It's, it's very cool. It's like I, a big space I jellyfish. I watched that video, yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know anything about Elite, so I was just like, cool, okay. I think, I think it's the fact that they've, it's been, you know, the game's been around for a couple of years now, and aliens have only just shown up, I think is quite cool that it has been. Yeah, they've been, they've been, there's been uh, hints. Adding different things in. Yeah, like, you know, wreck ships and kind yeah. of like logs and stuff like that, kind of hinting towards it. So it's nice. I but, imagine when someone who has been playing it for a couple of years finds one, they're like, yeah, yeah. just jizzed out my anus. It's so <laughs> powerful. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, surely that's, you just shat yourself then. No, it's specifically what they've done is they've ruptured their prostate and <laughs> dribbled out of their anus. But I like what they're doing with Elite uh, more than what they're doing with Star Citizen in that they they release the basic game yeah. and then they're adding in all that Yeah, and they are changing stuff. engine five, every five minutes. Yeah. They've done that once. And if it's like, you know, going from one engine to 1.1 version engine, probably. I imagine it was not as big a ball like as other engine changes. And Frontier are pretty bankable as well. They They rarely don't deliver. Yeah. I mean, his thing, I mean, he was promising Elite Four for a long, 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 long time. And it's nice that he has eventually done it, but fucking hell, it was a, it was an industry joke for like 10 <laughs> years. Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to make Elite Four. Yeah, sure you are, Dave. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, maybe when you hire Ian back. Um, Ian Bell, obviously. 
Uh, I don't think Mark remembers. I don't know oh. any of the names you say in this podcast. I'm David Braben and Ian Bell were the people who made Elite, and there was a falling out, basically. Okay. I believe. Um, allegedly, just in case it uh, wasn't. Well, there was, and he wouldn't allow Elite yeah. to be made anymore. Right, yeah. So, so, anyway, well, so I guess they must have thrown some, some of that Kickstarter cash at him. Yeah, well, it must have been settled, because that's why they changed the name to Frontier, and then Frontier First Encounters, didn't they? And they yeah. got rid of the Elite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it being Elite again, I assume they've sorted it. I, I would hope so, otherwise there is a legal action pending. <laughs> Why they're probably suing Atari because they're being sued by Ian Bell. <laughs> they aren't, obviously. <laughs> um, I didn't realise this, but Environmental Station Alpha, a little a lovely little Metrovania that came out ages ago, he's been making a sequel for an entire year and nobody noticed. Uh, I mean, well, I'm sure some people did notice. Some people did like, notice. No one in like, this room did. No one in this room did. And then someone sort of pointed out on the, the TigSource forum on his devlog, went, oh, hello, he's making a sequel. And it's like, fucking hell, yeah, it has been since, like, February last year. It's insane. Uh, and it's, it looks really nice. It's, like, double resolution. But it looks, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, by the by, ESA 4, it'll be, like, HD. Yeah? Oh, I don't think I'll like it then. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be off it by then. Um, so so that's cool. But it's, it's worth having a look at the, the devlog, because he's doing, like, weekly updates. So I ploughed through those. Yeah, look forward to that one. Uh, there was a game called Unsung Story Tale of Guardians, which um, basically has trashed its reputation already because um, it was going to be a Final Fantasy Tactics game with design work by one of the original guys and then that kind of went away and they made it PvP. And people have been asking for about three years for a refund and they've just put out this update saying, hey guys, we finally got some money so we're going to build a playable version. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, so people are obviously just losing their mind again because it's just like... You know, this scab was just about healing over and then some, they just stuck a spoon in there with a rusty edge and just argh, just opened up all these old wounds again. So so that's funny. Um, <laughs> but that was back in the day, because that was like 660000 or something like that on Kickstarter, oh, wow. back when you could make that sort of money. How much was Hyperlight Drift? How much did that get? About that, about 670000 oh, I, I, I quit my job way too late. I picked the wrong week to quit my drinking or something. Um, <laughs> don't know where I was going with that. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of the stuff. What has happened? Um, that I remember. Either of you remember anything else that's happened at all? No, nope, nothing else happened. I don't remember that anything happening. No, at all. <laughs> there's no? we recorded a podcast. Then there's a blank, and now we've recorded another one. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm bringing everything to the table this yeah. time then. Okay. Uh, we should probably talk about games, what we have played. Okay. I'm going to start. I've played like about six games since the last one. This is going to be you mostly talking then. Me mostly. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and keep my review short then. Um, so, and then you guys fill in, because I've got loads of them. Uh, Dishonored 2, obviously, that came out just after, I think, um, or just before we put out the last podcast. Um, and it's fucking ace. Uh, it's great. It, uh, everyone knows this. It's it's such a fantastic sequel. It's got such a densely explorer world. It's got better AI because, like in the previous ones, if you like, you knocked out a guard and dragged him off his post or whatever, then someone will come around and go, "Oh, I should be a guard here." Oh well, I'll do fuck all about that, and then wander on. Whereas in this one, they're kind of like, "What the fuck?" and they'll have a look around and stuff. And when it first did that, I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's good." It's annoying, but it's good. Um, but it worked out, you know, it's great. Um, I really enjoyed the AI in this new one. The new powers are ace. I barely explored them because, you know, it had that blink thing. That's enough of me. Blink and 
just shoot them in the head or sleep dart them or whatever. Because I always do a stealth run and then I do a everybody dies run. Um, and yeah. And um, some of the dialogue though is really on the fucking nose. Because the characters didn't play, your, your main character didn't talk in the original. And then they did the expansions with Dowd, who was the assassin in the original. And he did talk. Um, and that was, uh, that was like a nice improvement. But some of the dialogue, and this is really on the nose, like when you start, because this is a game about choice, and, uh, as you're wandering away, like, if you're playing as Corvo, the bloke, he's like, what am I gonna have to become to rescue my daughter? It's like, alright, we get it, it's about choice. Uh, especially if you're going fast, he's talking to himself, like, almost like a constant monologue, because you're getting, you know, you're obviously hitting the little bounding boxes in the world that trigger that bit of dialogue. And the start, yeah, it's quite weird. But that's got the, the the level design is really fantastic, um, really impressive, um, and there's kind of some there's a, there's a whole level that you can skip if you want. There's this brilliant bit where it's called this this called the Jindosh Lock, and it's uh, it's basically a logic puzzle, a really nice logic puzzle where it describes this stuff, this scene, and you have to figure out from that um, who owns what and where they were sitting and all this other stuff. So you get out a bit of squared paper and you start figuring out what the logical relationships are. Or you can go and do some other quest and someone will just give you the answer. And that's really cool. I love the fact that if you want, you can ignore that level and just figure it out yourself and skip an entire part of the game. That's amazing. And then when you do go into that that level, I think it's long enough I can talk about this without worrying about spoilers, but it's this time travel one where you have this device that allows you to see uh, like three years into the past or uh, or teleport into the past and then you can see three years into the future. So you can like follow a guard um, by just seeing what he's doing in the past and then sort of jump to the past, grab him, knock him out, and then jump back to the future. You don't take him with you, but it means that, you know, if any guards come running, it's like, oh, there's no one around. But what's really nice is that what you do in the past affects the future. And I thought, well, yeah, I mean, I've seen that before. So, like, you, you knock down this statue, and as a result, um, this hole opens up and stuff like that. But then there's this one event that you can do. There's this character who's kind of key to the plot, and if you kill him, the entire other level changes. It just swaps to a completely different level. So effectively, you've got the past and the future, but there's three different versions of the future level that you can actually play in, depending on what you did. And mm. and it was just when I did that and, and the entire other level changed, it was like, fucking hell. That's an incredible commitment to the idea of the past affecting the future. And it means that when you come out into the, the, the level that that connected to, that's completely changed as well. That might be, you know, really prosperous because this guy didn't go mad in the past because you basically, you knocked him out. Or if you killed him, it would have changed in a different way. It's, uh, it's incredible. It's like, it's like a really kind of fucking hell hats off guys. You really delivered on that premise moment. And then it's got this other level where you have this, you know, the whole world changes around you. It's effectively two levels and you kind of, you pull these switches and the whole thing rearranges and you can get behind the walls into the workings. And that's cool as well. But for me, that time travel one was kind of, amazing and it's just so fucking packed with stuff to do it's really oh that's good that i was going to just mention that shortly but that's dead god i like that but you mark you've played the binding of isaac because you've played that so much um afterbirth plus what is afterbirth plus uh an expansion for the uh, rebirth game came out like two like i don't know four days ago maybe how many expansions have there been and, and that's then... the second expansion yeah the final one but it's also introduced like modding support so it's easier for people to mod and add their own uh, items in and stuff. Okay, that's cool. And uh, every month or two, I think they said they were going to like have a booster pack, so they take like mods from the community and then pull it into the actual main game as well. 
Which sounds cool. Well, I saw that some people had started modding it already and earlier. Mm. And, like, they've got the art style bob on um, uh, in terms of, you know, keeping it true to it. Just a gross, weird creatures made designed on Isaac. Well, there was the whole um, uh, anti-birth thing recently. That came out. That was a that mod. Was it. But that was before the modding support came out. Oh, so really? someone, like, properly modded the game, like, um, just, I don't know how you even mod anything. But, uh, yeah, they replaced, they just added loads of extra stuff to it, loads of new items, new uh, like characters, new bosses, all that stuff. Surely, you know, they're. I mean, I don't. How many different fucking items are there in the game now? It must be thousands. Hundred, or something. Yeah, it's, it's it's loads. It's, it just feels it's like it's too can, much. It feels no. You can, every time you play it, you know, you can get new combinations of stuff. It's pretty cool. Although yeah. the new the new game, the new expansion is fucking hard. Yeah, like it's stupidly difficult. I, I'm sure the start. Well, they areas, patched like, it apparently because there were some like enemies that would spawn from these like spawn points, wouldn't they? Yeah, and apparently they're way less now. And okay. there was a boss of it that was meant to be an absolute chore that is less of a chore now. So they have actually patched it because okay. people were like, "Fuck this shit." Yeah, a lot of it was quite difficult on, on like the early floors. Yeah. But it's good. Have you, I mean, have you yeah, enjoying. Much? It's just like kind of breathing a bit of new life into uh, Isaac because I have played probably like a, a, just a stupid amount of it now. Yeah, like uh, like a thousand hours or something. That seems excessive. But it's been out for like two years, three years, or something. I think. So. Okay. No, fair enough. Then, if you keep coming back to it, it's like me. It, yeah, it's my Terraria save is something ridiculous. I'm sure. That's that's procedurally generated, isn't it? Can't say that word. Procedurally generated. But well, to be fair, it's two words. So that's yeah. <laughs> um, are you right there, Dave? Are you just amused by the fact that he can't say procedurally generated? <laughs> oh, Dave's lost it. <clears throat> that wasn't even that no, funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. And, and what? So anything to say about it? Really? Um, it's not not really much to say. It's just another like if you if you like. Isaac, and you want more of it? Get get that. Well, I don't. I want less of so it. Can go. I pay to get less of it? Is that an if option? you give me some money, I will make sure. Yeah, give me money and less. give me the your version of the game on Steam. Then yeah, yeah sure. I'm not sure I like the idea of this actually. <laughs> um, I played Rise of the Tomb Raider. I know it came out last year. Well, I didn't came out last year because it's 2017 now, but uh, it came out last last year. But obviously, it came out on the PS4, and it's um it's an odd one really because. Uh, obviously, I played it on the PS4 first, and there's kind of some. It's got some weird things. Right? Okay, I've made a list of points about it that I'm now going to read. Um, right, so the gunplay feels great. Yeah, feels really good the gunplay, and yet there's only like six enemies in the entire game. It feels like there's very few people to actually kill. It's not six, obviously, um, but there are kind of. It's it's kind of, I don't know. It's, it's weirdly sparse compared to the previous one in terms of action. Which, um, I don't know, it seems weird that they make the, you know, they make that feel really good and then you can't actually, you know, do much in the way you use your guns that much, I felt. Um, so the story's alright, you know, it's okay, doesn't interrupt the gameplay too much, so that's good. The mocap is incredible, like, cause you know, whenever they have like, you've got mocap on faces, the lips are always a bit shit. Unless, of course, it's that one where it's the actual person talking and the model's based on the person. But this one, it seems like, you know, they've actually, they've got separate models to the third person they're mocapping, and they've actually translated the data for the mouth movements and stuff really perfectly. I don't think I've actually seen it done quite as well before, especially, but there's like some DLC that you get with it, which is like this bonus mission, and it's like they really phoned in that animation. It's proper shunk <laughs> compared to it. It's like, oh shit, just get it all done in a week, uh, which is a bit crap. 
Um, but it's got that, you know, ludonarrative dissonance thing that, that wanky people talk about where the game's telling you wanted to do one thing and the story's saying something else. Because it's open world, you can go anywhere and you can fast travel to any bonfire that you've unlocked. Mm, bonfires. Um, but the game, the, the game's going, quick, you have to do this thing, quick, 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 go there, quick, 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 quick. And then you can just spend time shooting squirrels <laughs> for an hour and, and it doesn't care, really. So it has that kind of weird thing. It's, I don't know how you really get around that if you're going to have any kind of urgency in a game and it's open world, but it does seem a little bit odd. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, what's really annoying is that collectibles, it's like they've gone, people like collectibles, don't they? Let's have a billion fucking collectibles. Like, and everything is crafted. And so you have to pick up a tedious amount of wood and fucking bolts and shit like that. Which, for some reason, there are bolts that you can use to improve your gun in some undiscovered fucking tomb that hasn't been visited by mankind since people went there 2,000 years ago. It's, which is, I, admittedly, I suppose it's tricky. To, you don't want to have it so there's nothing useful in there but bits of wood and feather. But it does seem a bit kind of... doesn't make a lot of sense. I feel like you're going to this cat... Like, for instance, you've got these guns you unlock by finding their four pieces, which, for some reason, have been strewn around the world in these cases. Like, oh, do you know what? I've got a got a really quite an important document i'm gonna tear it into four pieces and i'm gonna put it into three strangers fucking house uh, it's just it's kind of i don't know it it's it just feels like content and it feels like it has been placed with very little thought and like there's a bunch of antiques you find and well, you get a bit of experience for finding them but they serve no purpose in terms of puzzles or anything like that so oh look it's a finely crafted don't give a shit woman don't give a shit because I've already got the experience when I picked it up, so couldn't give a fuck about anything else about it. I'm not learning anything, whatever. It's it's just content, which is annoying. Traversal feels uh, quite good, you know, the running and jumping and stuff like that, but it is ridiculously gear-gated. It's like so much, like, uh, like there's these soft... So you've got this climbing axe, you can dig into fucking rock. Soft wood? Oh, no, no, no. The climbing axe can't climb on soft wood. No, you'll need these special magic arrows uh, instead to be able to climb on those because blah, 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 blah. Oh, there's a thing you could swing from. Uh, what, you've got infinite rope? Oh, no, you can't attach rope to your uh, your climbing axe. No, you have to attach some special metal wire that you get at a certain point. It's ridiculously... It's just like... It's the same thing, but it's like, oh, it's a purple magic version of that, so you have to use the purple magic key. It just feels kind of crap. Um, barely any side quests in it. And those, it's really, you can take on two side quests at once. If you do that, the objectives of the first one, oh, they just disappear. Um, they just, so you, you can't really complete that one until you completed the one that you took on after it. And then suddenly the other stuff reappears, which is bish. Um, there's a shop where you can spend money, which you have to find in, scrabble around and find tiny bits of money. And uh, it's got, oh, I've got a great, there's a good looking shotgun in there. I'll buy that. Oh, actually, it turns out I already had that because I have the PS4 version of the game that gives you that for free anyway. So I've just wasted 140 fucking Krugerrands. That's really annoying. Uh, but overall, I quite enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> that was a lot of... A, that was a, quite a rant. Yeah, but I, I, it's, it's weird. It's got so much wrong with it, but uh, I really did quite enjoy it. Oh, and it's also got loads of waist-high obstructions you can't climb over, which really annoy me. With that thing where it's like, oh, what's this? I can swing. I can swing, you know, from... From here to there, and I can do it. I can dive off a cliff, and it's you know uh, a billion feet down, and I'll swan dive into some water, and it's fine. 
Oh, what's that? Getting over a knee-high obstruction? Ooh, no, 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 no. It's, oh, that is bullshit. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It was, it was good fun. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, good. And, and the combat feels really good. There's a bit later on where there's just loads of enemies to shoot, and that bit's great. But up until then, it's, it's, I don't know. There's loads of extra content in it as well. But it has got some annoying, it's got this challenge where it's like, shoot six, uh, kill six enemies with uh, this gun without reloading it. It's got seven bullets in it. And in the main game, whenever you find a fucking combat encounter, there's only five people. It's like, oh, okay, well, I'll fast travel and find someone else. Oh, fast traveling? That magically reloads the gun! Oh, that's annoying. So, um, yeah, but lots of fun, too. Yeah. You've played RimWorld, haven't you, Dave? Yes, I have, yes. Is it good? Um, yes. Yes, mm, yes. Well, I mean, I feel like there's a certain amount of reservation there. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, a 2D colony simulator, would we call it? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but it's like, um, it's grid based, but real time. Right. Uh, and it's really, I think it even says in the blurb that it's, uh, it's really going for the dwarf fortress type, um, idea of, Everything's interactable. It's all, you know, complex systems. Oh, I think I've seen this. It looks like, it looks a lot prettier than Dwarf Fortress, doesn't it? Yeah, it uses graphics, but it's still stylized. So, um, you, you don't get like, um, an, an accurate portrayal of what, what it is. It's just enough to show you the idea. Yeah. Which, um, I suppose is intentional that, um, the thing about Dwarf Fortress was it let your imagination run wild. Yeah. Um, but I think, um, they, they've, been too ambitious with their goals um, but and then uh, have limited themselves so that they can't actually get to those goals um, because the the thing about Dwarf Fortress is is um, the systems are really complex in it mm. you know these all different types of trees that all have different types of effects and um, it's on multiple levels all the different types of rock uh, you know, used for different types of things um, and it, it get when you get into Dwarf Fortress, it's it's a really a very complex beast. Um, whereas they've they've kind of when they've gone for it more usability with RimWorld and and lost a lot of that um, complexity um, in the process. And um, I just don't I, I don't know. It just it was it was nice enough to play, and it was it was almost like getting a taste of the Dwarf Fortress feel. Um, because my ideal game would be a dwarf fortress with a sci-fi fa- yeah. theme on it, so uh, I was really going into it hoping for for that, but I think it just falls short in in its complexity. Um, but then it also has certain things that, um, like it has whole research trees and stuff that are a level of complexity that don't then fit in with their ethos of it being more accessible. Mm. But I don't know. It's 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 good enough, but it's 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 still not quite Dwarf Fortress. Yeah, at least it's not fucking ASCII though. That I uh, for me that was one of the things that got in the way of Dwarf Fortress. The fact that every menu was different. Yeah, no. The the menus is my main gripe with Dwarf Fortress. The the accessibility in the actual moving through the menus and the systems and things mm. like that. I quite like the ASCII display. I suppose once you got used to it, you'd know what everything was. Because but... I I think it helps in. In the sense that it does let your imagination go go wild, like it gives a little 
a little snippet of a description of the creature, mm. and then you just imagine what it's well, what it's going to be you like. Could do, you could do eight bit graphics like the ones that you did for your game, and mm. and equally, you know, you could extrapolate from those chunky little pixels. Yeah, almost. But you well, would also be able to tell. I mean, it were. is icon based. It's just yeah. that the icons they've used are ASCII. Mm. Um, but in, another thing with RimWorld is it's it doesn't have any ver- verticality to it, right? Because a lot of the complex stuff you could do in. Um, Dwarf Fortress yeah. was to do with the verticality of it. You could uh, set up all uh, elaborate, almost rude Goldberg type traps mm. using all the verticality. Whereas uh, in RimWorld, it's just like place a trap, yeah, and it's it's just on a, a a set level. So, I mean, it is in early early access, so they could. Well, because yeah, Dwarf Fortress was 2D at first, wasn't it? It was, yes, but just the way they've done it, it seems hard for them to actually turn it into that yeah. um, almost 3D-ish aspect. So. Hmm. But, you, I mean, you, are you going to go back to it at all? Or? I will do. I'll, I'll play it some more. I'll play it some more. And it, it, I think it does have a place. Hmm. It does have a place because, like I say, it, it, it kind of straddles that in between. It's not like a simple simulation. Hmm. Um, and it's not as complex as Dwarf Fortress, so it does have a place. But I think with with them trying, I think the the game world is crying out for that sci-fi Dwarf Fortress all-encompassing type game. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised no one's done like a, a sci-fi version of Dark Souls yet, because it's like, God's sake, it's you know, it's nuts and gum. Kind of like Hyperlight Drifter, really, isn't it? It's kind of Dark Soulsy, you kind think? of futuristic. You weren't you're using like a lightsaber, aren't you? Uh, oh yeah, I suppose there's a bit of melee and stuff like that. But I mean, like a proper big, you know, PS4 game. Yeah, sure. As opposed to that would be pretty cool, r- rinky dinky little thing. But maybe that's what you know. From but then, like I don't know, futuristic stuff is less swordy, isn't it? The whole st- unless laser you... swords. Yeah, but that's Star Wars. You'll get sued by no. As long as you don't call them lightsabers, you're all right. It's fine. Plasma katanas. Yeah, there you go. Job done. Uh, anything else about RimWorld? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Alright. I also played Resident Evil 6 again on the PS4. Boy, ages ago, started and went, oh, this is dog shit. I remember this being brilliant. Played it again at Christmas. Oh my god, it's brilliant. I love it. So good. Oh, num, 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 num. Um, so I clocked that. It's an idiot I was. I didn't realise there were two, uh, Aiders in it. There was a good Ada and a bad Ada. I'd forgotten that. So there's, I'm playing, so Ada's a character in it, Ada Wong. And then, but it turns out they made an evil one as well. Um, so, uh, but I didn't realise that because I'm an absolute idiot. I played through a level, didn't notice her, her clothes were changing every time I saw her. <laughs> Wasn't actually doing quick changes. There were two of them. Fucking idiot. Um, so I really enjoyed that. And that made me buy Resident Evil Revelations 2 because it was 6.99 in the, the PSN sale. And, um, it's actually really good. Like, cause it's, it's obviously done, they've been done on a budget. It's, it's much cheaper and it's this episodic one, but it's, it's kind of cool because it's two players, but you can swap between them. And there's little bits of puzzle in there that are really nice. Like the, um, one of the characters has a torch. And when you, when you shine a torch around, you see some stuff glinting. Then you focus the torch on it and it appears. And it just, it's like, oh, so you, you found something. And it's quite, a, it's really satisfying to do that. Um, um, but she doesn't, she's scared of guns. So, but she can sort of shine the torch in an enemy's face and they'll be stunned for a bit. And then you just twat them with a stick. Um, but the other one can shoot them. So. Uh, but yeah, I've been really enjoying it. The controls actually much better than previous Resident Evils. It's a lot more, a lot more fluid. Like you know, if you want to get down off something, 
that's like a little gap step, just just walk off it, as opposed to pressing a, a context sensitive button and having it do an animation or whatever. So oh, it's good. I'm really enjoying that. So six ninety nine, fucking hell for that price, it's well worth it. Um, I also got Last Guardian, but I didn't really play it much. But you've played a bunch of that, haven't you? Yeah, I finished it. I uh, I really liked it. Really good. But but um, I think I said this on Twitter. It's like a ten out of ten game with three out of ten controls. Yeah. Because and the camera and stuff is just. Well, they've done. There's a patch that's fixed the camera for a whole bunch, apparently. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good then. Because it had like a really massive dead zone on it, didn't it? The camera, apparently. I don't know what it was. It's just sometimes. Well, sometimes you get stuck between Trico and a wall. Yeah. And the camera would just go kind of go in, and it would, it fades to black, and then and then teleports the camera somewhere else. But sometimes it would just do that constantly. And then you'd fall off, and it was just like, what? What is happening? I can't see anything anymore. Mm. Um, so that was weird. And it had there was these horrendous puzzles with b- barrels in it, where you have to feed the big creature barrels. Yeah. And it's like you go and find one, and you have to get it out of wherever it is to get it to the creature because it's in some little place that he can't get to. And there's a few bits where you've got to like throw a barrel to a specific point climb up after it, pick it up, throw it up a bit, another thing, and it might fall down, so you have to climb back down again. And I spent, like, half an hour, this one bit, trying to throw this barrel up these little inclines, and it, it just made me hate whoever made that part of the game. Yeah. It was awful. And then the rest of the game is mostly, like, incredible. Like, it's got some... It's just completely, like... I've not played anything like it before. Mm. It's got some really great moments in it. And apparently, the people, some people have struggled with, like, because if, if you are not nice to Trico, he will, he will behave badly and not do oh, what I, you I, want. I'm, you know, I was a good parent. Well, so. that's it. But some people have had an absolute fucking nightmare time. I petted him. him all the time, just like whenever yeah. he did something good, I was like, oh, yeah, well done. Good boy. Good boy. Yeah, I've, I've started it and I'm going to get back to it because I loved Ico. I mean, the other one, I, um, Klaus didn't do anything for me. What? But. I'd never finished Ico because I was just got bored after an hour. Just dragging oh, that woman around. There's just some really annoying bits in Ico. Really? Yeah. I didn't actually have that problem with it. it some was... bits are just tedious. I think the bit where you have to fight like 40 shadow people. Yeah, oh, there's a bit in the graveyard and it yeah. just never ended. Oh, well, the one where you're but... hiding behind graves and the boss thing. Oh, I can't remember. But oh. yeah, I just remember I gave up at that point. I was oh, just right. like, I, I yeah, but opposite to that, Shadow of the Colossus was incredible. So oh. I don't understand how you... Have you finished it? No, no. Uh, uh, what? Shadow of the Colossus? Yeah. No, I barely played it. Didn't like it. How many of them did you kill? Uh, One or two. I can't believe yeah. that's mental. I know. Well, there you go. Wow. Yeah. You... I, d- I have no words. It's just it's like fair, a favourite game enough. there. So. Um, okay. Anything else about Last Guardian? Or it's just it's good? Uh, it's Yeah, really good. Really cool. Ooh. Really cool. There you, and he shoots lightning at his butt. Yeah. Um, Crotel Renovations are bought because it was on the Tig Tumblr, um, which it's basically like someone saw, um, played Kiro Blast and thought, oh, I can do that. No, no, you can't. Um, it's just kind of, it's just weirdly inconsistent. It doesn't have the charm of it and it just has, the sound effects are horrible because some of them are like plinky plonky synth stuff and then some are, you know, voice stuff and it just, does not mix at all. It's a bit. Is weird. it in Carol Blaster's art style? Yeah, it mm. looks a lot like Carol Blaster. Um, so yeah, I didn't, uh, didn't do it for me. I don't know, and just, just doesn't feels, feels like every single part of it has been coded specifically for that part. It has that kind of felt, that feel of being, 
you know, held together by sellotape. Something about it. Um, <laughs> but I've got Picross 3D2 on the 3DS because I fucking love Picross 3D on the uh, DS. And this sequel, it's a really good sequel. But and you'd think, oh, it's just going to be more of the same uh, in terms of how the puzzles work. And in, in a, it is, but they introduce this, this new thing where in the original, you basically just have to chip away at all the blocks that you knew weren't in the puzzle, and that's it, it's done. Whereas in this one, you have to decide whether each block is a solid block or a shape block, as well as chipping away at everything. And it makes it feel different. And also means that they can make more interesting shapes. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's like it's quite a different feeling, and it's, it's really, really good. How does it hint at what shape it's supposed to be? Oh, you, don't, you, don't have to, you don't worry about that. It's automatic. Ah. You basically just say it's either blue, so solid, or it's orange, i.e. a shape. Um, and then once you've kind of completely uncovered that row, column, and thing, then it will change to that shape. Ah. Uh, it's yeah, it's really nice. It's really um, really good, and it's got tons of puzzles, obviously. But it's got amiibo puzzles in there as well. So I'm gonna have to find a friend who's got all the amiibos and just go beep, unlock that one, beep, unlock that one, beep. Unlock. So could you not just like um, do, do amiibos need to be turned on or something? No, no. Do you always go to game and just like hold your DS up to them all or something like that. <laughs> I, I, you have to kind of touch them to the thing, right. and also they because you know they go out of stock really fast. Those things, I really want to get the Poochie one. It looks so cute because it's one of the yarn ones. Have you seen all those weird little uh, videos that have been coming out with uh, Yoshi and the Woolly yeah. thing? That's, yeah, I don't know why. Well, it's because it's, like... it's for the video game because they're going to be uh, like you'll be able to watch them in the video game as well. There's for Yo- Yoshi's Woolly World on the 3DS, oh, okay. which is basically the Wii U game but with added levels and Poochie, this added character, cool as playable. Uh, and also I got Shovel Knight because you know everyone's been banging on about it like oh Shovel Knight jizz 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 eh, didn't really have you only just started playing it I played I mean I, I can't believe I, I beat like came out like two years ago I know four levels on it or something like that and just that's a really I just thought it was a really tight it's, nice it's, game it's, it's quite charming fun but, characters yeah nice art great music yeah it's okay just I just maybe it's on 3DS it's just not doing anything for me really fair enough. Yeah, so but I only got it for it's only fourteen quid, so so what? What? Um, that's I think that's everything that we have played, I believe. Um, but luckily we still have got Kickstarter. Yeah. More importantly, shit starter. Shit, well, here's the thing: we've got a little bit of Kickstarter, and <laughs> more shit starter because of that's the amount of pretty much the standard for Kickstarter, though, isn't it? Yeah, uh, because of the talentless fox, um, <laughs> who. Uh, Oh, part of this. So, I think it's in somewhat of a random order. Um, so we'll start with, oh, I, right, so there's one, there's some that I've seen, some that David's seen. I saw one called Dragged to Evil, an adventure game based on a horror story, which is utter shit. Um, it's basically what would happen if Super Mario 64 had been made by emo twats. Um, as far as I know, because it's kind of like it goes, oh, it's a horror story. It's not, you're collecting gold coins in it for fuck's sake running around and the animation looks terrible and the VO work is staggeringly poor admittedly it's one of the reasons they want money is to record new VO yeah I don't I don't mind if if what they're asking money for is bad in their video because they can go yes this is what we need the money to improve mm. but then the rest of it is <laughs> yeah yeah insane <laughs> um, but yeah so it, 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 yeah, that's, that's pants but uh, yeah watch it because it's amateurish as well um then there was this thing called the worst video I think I've seen on here for a long time called uh Leela or Lila Horror Fantasy Survival Horror mixed with fantasy. And the video is staggeringly bad. He's obviously I think it's it looks like it's Unreal 4 to me, the assets. Probably and it's kind yeah. of standard assets. Um and it's 
just the worst made video. Like this text over text, every edit crashes in on the other. Was that ones. the one we had a little baby at the start? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like he's holding a kid for something. Like maybe, maybe don't hold the baby while you're filming this. Yeah, it's quite distracting. Um, and then yeah, so every edit goes over every edit, so they talk over each other. It cuts out weirdly at the end. Um, it has a really poor sounding plot that he just talks over a static screen for ages about. Oh, it's, yeah, the, it's, right, the writing sounds like it's written by yeah, you know, like a fanfic writer. It is hilariously poor. So you should watch the video just because of just how bad uh, the the video is, because it is uh, very, very bad. Also, this is kind of an interesting one. Just the game called In the Line of Fire, but it looks shit. But it's made twelve thousand dollars because it's for the Sega Dreamcast. Now, it's not going to make its money, but it seems like if you are willing to pander and make it for some console... Or not even a console, like, say, the Commodore 64. Yes. Well, I like that one. <laughs> um, then, how do you, how you, know, do you people make something for a Dreamcast, though? Like, do you, well, because it'll run uh, any CD-ROM you stick in it. There's, like, no security... Like, running hooky versions. Sure, but, like, how do you code a game for the Dreamcast is what I mean. Like, Well, it was based on... It was Power VR chip, wasn't it? It was, it was PC. The Dreamcast, effectively. Right. So it was, was like, it OpenGL or? Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's. Yeah, crazy. yeah, no, it's like it. I don't think it's like terribly challenging, apart from the fact that obviously it hasn't got a lot of horsepower at all. Mm. But you know, it was it was quite PC. It's very forward thinking, really, actually, in terms of its architecture. I think. Um, and it's still. Yeah. Burned, crashed, and burned. Yeah, it was. Well, it was kind of a mid-generation thing, wasn't it? That was a problem. Uh, but. If you like deluded people, uh, 2D video game programming courses is <laughs> amazing. Uh, the guy basically at the start goes, Oh, it's going to be really successful. So don't worry. You're going to, you're going to get your rewards. So oh. basically saying, I'm not going to run off with the money. <laughs> yes. Don't worry about your rewards. They're perfectly safe. Yeah. Just give me all your money. <laughs> but it, they're mad. They're all. So this guy basically is going to teach you game design, despite the fact that he doesn't appear to have made any games whatsoever. Um, and you can get some shitty asset packs, or for $250, you can get a Dell PC and keyboard and monitor filled with software. Mm, that doesn't make a lot of money, uh, sense, uh, monetarily. It's, uh, mental. And there are, there are, uh, you know, courses and stuff. It's just, what the fuck? What the fuck? Um, it's, um, yeah, it's just a person who, who doesn't have any kind of, working functioning relationship with reality i think uh it seems um <laughs> that's that's most of kickstarter uh, yeah to be fair. no that is um unless that's slander in which case i'm sure he's a lovely person um there was a game called ohi forest guard you know like Ore and the blind forest where but except that you're a bird in it and you can't really tell what it's like and it says oh do you want to test out the game well what would we like to control then go ahead and click the image below to download the controls demo uh, which I did, and it had a virus in it. Uh, so it's like, what the fuck? You are fucking idiots. Uh, also, what's nice is, um, if you pledge $5, you get a guaranteed copy of the game. You don't oh, a guaranteed one? You get a guaranteed copy. Wow. Where if you pledge $4, maybe you'll get a copy. Mm. We just can't guarantee it. Um, maybe you'll just get a virus. Yeah, well, that is most likely. Uh, this is a good one that Dave thinks is a bad one. Unknown Realm, an 8-bit RPG for PC and Commodore 64. I think it looked really charming. I didn't think it was bad. I just, it yeah. just didn't, didn't really do it for me. Well, other people disagree because it's made 78,000. Again, I think it's just because it's actually releasing for the Commodore 64. No, I, I absolutely agree. I think it is. It's, it's weird. If you are willing to target sort of 
you know, esoteric sort of things like that, then you people will actually stump up the money. But it looks like a charming sort of top-down Ultima-style uh, RPG. It looks quite nice. There was another one that actually looked quite nice, but I don't know if it is any good, uh, which was uh, called uh, The Tale of the Ice Staff, a pixelated ARPG adventure. I top-down shooty bang-bang, but with twee elves and that. But it's got loads of people working on it from forums and that, so they'll drop out. Um, but it's quite it's quite nice. It's just that it's weird. The trailer that's on it is is terrible. Doesn't show the game. You have to click down to see the actual game. Yeah, it looks like a community project. Yeah, but the well for a community project, they've managed to make the art quite cohesive, mm. um, which is uh, you know impressive. Uh, days, what the fuck is can longer? So I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't even know if it should be in Shitstarter because I have no idea what it what it's meant to be. I feel like yeah, it's just... like a really bad joke. <laughs> yeah, that isn't funny. It, it's, it, I don't know. It was it's delivered. A, it, it's a virtual well. reality program where you can make cans as long as you like and then pretend to drink them. That's what yeah. It it's is. just like you. Not only that, you could crush them against your forehead. And crush them. Well, no, the physics for that will only be uh, added if they get to a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, stretch that's goal. the opposite of a stretch, stretch goal, goal, isn't it? Yeah, nice it's a crush goal. Nice work. Thanks. But it's got a weird video as well. It's what the fuck. Uh, Brutal Lands. That's one of Dave's. <laughs> yes. Which is um, what's it going to be better than? It's going to be better than everything, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's going to be the greatest survival horror game ever. Yeah, oof. And they're going to make it for five thousand dollars. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. It's going to be better than uh, what's going to be better than everything. Uh, Rust, Ark, and the yeah. Forest. <laughs> but, in fact, it's going to be better. Than, it's going to be so much better than the Forest. They put two R's in the word Forest. Yeah, not actually better than Forrest Whitaker, because <laughs> he is the Forrest with two R's. But then, then not only that, the the the, the rewards are amazing for it. Yeah. Uh, what are the rewards? There's just one tier. Okay. And yeah. it's the game. Oh, okay, for fifteen dollars. Uh, or you can make a pledge without reward, and they suggest giving ten dollars. Uh, again, just fucking mental. Oh, there's this one, a Hero's Call. Uh, an accessible fantasy RPG. Yeah. I, I thought it was a terrible trailer because basically it seemed like it was a static image and then this person said, thanks for it. Hope you enjoyed our trailer. And I was like, that trailer was shit. Whole point of it is it's just an audio-based game. And then I noticed, oh, that's a white stick he's holding. He's blind. Um, <laughs> so, But, but I, I really like the idea of accessible games. Yeah. So even if it's not going to be a great game, because I can't say at the moment, whether it's going to be a great game or not. But mm. even if it's not, I think it's commendable um, attempting accessible games. Um, I think that's a real area that needs improvement. Yeah, I completely agree. I know that, you know, um, Rob Fearon's done a lot to do with that and sort of got involved in those those one-button um, game. Yeah, so e- like even if something isn't particularly great, as long as they're attempting accessibility, I, I think it should be applauded. Well, I mean, that's something I want to do with my game, was uh, accessibility. But, and it was, it was weird, because the amount of puzzles I can't do, because can't do colour. Really, because you don't know what kind of colour blindness someone's going to have in their phone. With colours, you have to put on like a symbol as well to go with it, or like, yeah. like a colour blind mode if you want. Yeah. Because there was that game, is it Hugh that it was called, where it was all about yeah. colours, wasn't it? And he had a colour blind mode in that as well. Mm. Which is kind a- of necessary. Really? Yeah, and it's 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 weird the amount of thinking. Like, if you have one way, or as you get close to something, it gets louder. It's like, well, then I've kind of got to represent that visually as well, because I obviously want the game to be you know playable for people who have hearing. I mean, I don't I don't believe everyone should should try to pander to every single 
I think pander is possibly not the word. Pander are those moaning, (laughs) defo, blindo spasos. (laughs) Okay, I agree. That's the wrong word. (laughs) He said something like the wrong word, and then you just said defo spasos as well. That was like mildly. I I was playing devil's advocate, and uh, you are allowed. But yeah, no, I think I think so. Unaccessible games are perfectly fine. But um, I think there is a place for definitely a place for accessible games, and it, it needs more, more. No, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I don't think I could ever make mine sort of one-touch compatible or anything like that. However, you know, what if I can do stuff that that does make it more? Open I mean, I don't want to make every game accessible. No, but I think that more could be done. No, good. That is a good attitude. <laughs> what was talk, by the way? Uh. Yes, that's the way. I don't even know what the game was about because I lost it when, at the very beginning of the video, they called their own game a piece of crap. Oh, yeah. Oh. It was some board game where he just goes in and goes, what are you playing that piece of crap for? Yes. I think the, in a, the, a lovely Italian accent. The idea, yeah. Was that, was that what you were doing? Were you so, no, I wasn't doing an Italian accent. Believe me, you would know <laughs> if I was doing an Italian accent. Oh, great Polish there. Do you want some Adolmio? <laughs> oh, God. Was that your Morgan Freeman again? Uh, no, my Morgan Wait, Freeman is... What was the Morgan bad... Freeman? Ah, Morgan Freeman! Oh, my God. <laughs> it made sense at the time. God, that really reminds you of someone, but I don't know who. <laughs> it's, I mean, not Morgan Freeman, obviously. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were like excited that oh is it really good did I get it right yeah no I don't I, I, look I have written dialogue for Morgan Freeman I know what he sounds like <laughs> I hope you didn't do that impression <laughs> James. Like, no I, hey, well, so I, I wasn't in on the VO session because uh, the director basically got it done without me there because I don't think he liked me particularly fair enough um, was it because you kept doing impressions of people no, <laughs> no it wasn't Morgan can you do it more like this you get Morgan Freeman in because of his specific voice, and then you make him sound like a, an angry cowboy. Yeah, no, he, uh, yeah, no, it was a, it was a Lego movie video game. That was it. Um, mm. But no, I didn't get to do many sessions with the the stars of that. They were kind of done uh, without my inclusion, and I haven't let that happen since. I've insisted on being there, uh, obviously. Um, what were we saying? Oh yeah, talk. So it's just the person says it's a piece of. So crap. yes, I I fully believe that talk is a piece of crap. Okay, so. I'm not going to back that then. Uh, I think that is everything. I think, isn't it? I think we have categorically reviewed every game that came out in the last two three months, um, and done some other stuff too. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, is there anything anyone wants to mention at all? Anyone got anything I want to plug? Oh, you t- don't Titans play- on PlayStation uh, Plus. Yeah, but you don't get any extra money if people play it, do you? Yeah, but if you haven't got it, you, go, you can get it for free if you've got a um, PlayStation. You well, not sh- free, however you- much PS Plus is. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great. But it's still, I think, 40 quid a year, I think. Yeah. Which is very good value. Yeah. There were loads of stuff. It was Swindle and also the Day of the Tentacle Remastered and something else this time. It was a good one this month. Mm. I had I didn't actually even have Titan Swords on PlayStation, so <laughs> well, nor did I. I only had it on PC. So, so I I downloaded it, played through it again. I was like, oh yeah, and, yeah. That is notice the differences between the PC and the PlayStation version. I was so like, that, oh. is a, that is a little bit vain, a little bit well, narcissistic. Why playing your own game? Yeah, yeah. Got, that's fine. What's different between that and PC then? Uh, I probably shouldn't say, but oh no, you definitely should. Oh no, there's just a few little bugs and stuff in it. 
Okay, that are different to the bugs that you left in the PC. Game. Well, they aren't. There aren't any in the. Did, again, didn't actually, didn't you get told off last no. time? Yeah, yeah. I, I, last time I did, did that. <laughs> just want to point out to everyone that Marcus claimed there are no bugs in the PC version. Oh, I'm not saying or... there's no bugs. Believe me, okay. there's some hilarious bugs in it. You know, the second to last boss, someone um, got it to put. His, it they killed it when both of its fists were in front of the door. Yeah. Then they died on the next boss and didn't hit the save point or something like that. And they spawned outside the room, and uh, they couldn't get back through because the fists were blocking the door. Oops. Whereas if it was No Man's Sky, that would be by design. That's true. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but that, that patch they put out with all the new content, that's it. I, I, I'm looking Content for... that nobody asked for. I know, right. That but... wasn't promised in the original game. Why didn't they make the content that they promised for the original I, game and got... not make other content that but, they but didn't this, promise but, in the original game? This, this is... Okay. I'll tell you what, you weren't like this earlier. But this is the found, this is the foundation for the stuff that they're Is that too many of these future. caffeinated Diet Cokes? <laughs> yeah, you should have the decaf like we did. I'm falling asleep though, so it's not really... <laughs> Oh, so, well, that's because you ate so many sausages. Uh, sausage yeah. Club was an epic today. Was 24 sausages. sausages, and Dave ate 22 of them. Mm. Yum, yum. Or yeah, that was, one sausage I had. <laughs> those caramelized onion ones were belting. Nice. Um, okay, so we're done, yeah? Yeah, I guess so. I can stick this shit out on the internet, yeah? You can. Okay. Right, well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, apologies for the delay. And apologies uh, for eventually producing another podcast as well. And apologies uh, for the content. And yeah, but apologies for everything. Really, <laughs> just apologies all round. The, the next podcast can just be as well saying, "I'm so sorry." Particularly <laughs> to anyone offended by Mark's numerous accents that were me. <laughs> Wait, we didn't. You didn't even get me to do any. What accents can you do, Mark? I don't know. Name an accent. I'll give it a go. Welsh. South African. <laughs> oh God, I can't do South African. Uh, oh. Come on. No, I can't. I don't even know what that would be. It's just quite clipped, isn't it? It's no, it's it's exactly the same as the Australian accent, except oh. you don't say good day or mate. That is bullshit. That's it's exactly true. the same. No I'm, way. I've I've, I've had South I've had many African. a South no, African friend, and they always just sound like an Australian. I think your ears are wrong. Yeah, Australian that's is right. very because I would say that, no, very different. Australian's quite a specific accent, isn't it? That's that went wrong. Oh my god, you were doing a South African accent because <laughs> I uh, here's the when I used to work on the phones uh, at uh, Merit Direct, occasionally I'd have to forward someone through to myself, and if I did that, I'd pretend to be a different person by either being Australian or <laughs> speaking an Italian accent oh like god. this. <laughs> genuinely, would, uh, I would genuinely take an entire phone call either doing an Italian accent like that or Australian and people never questioned it. Oh god. It'd be, it'd be really funny if you you started the conversation with the, that that air quotes Italian accent uh, and moved or, on to the next one and the then word, they were like, it's really authentic. good of you to have a uh, an inclusive like hiring policy or something because... <laughs> Whoever, are you, are you saying mentally inca- yeah. incapacitated? That <laughs> That's the kind of voice you're putting on there. Not no. Italian. Okay, no, but the Australian one was all right, right? Yeah, that was. But okay. it did not sound like South African. See, I, African, I it's very really clipped it. like that, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of hard it's, to do. You have weird. to do that District Nine thing. Porn. Yeah, yeah, fucking, fucking prawns. <laughs> I know it. A bunch Stick of... a fucking prawn on the Barbie. See, it's <laughs> <very> different. <laughs> exactly the same. You're right. Yeah. Um... Right, well, I think we've probably lost a few more listeners. Yeah, um, <laughs> job done. Whittle this down to one. And God then we damn it, we, we almost finished, and I reeled it back into the yeah. talking about accents, and then yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, it was my fault. Uh, thank you for listening. Bye, 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 bye. bye.